Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome back to See Also. I'm Kate Jinx. I'm Brady Lancaster. How are you going, Jinxy? I'm all right, but BL, you're not in town. You are recording remotely. I brought my gear to Sydney. <laughs> I'm, I'm such, I mean, I don't want to call myself a podcaster, but maybe I am one. Yeah, I'm looking at you in a hotel room with your profesh headphones and your mic. You are ready to go. I brought the little, I found the little pleather um, zippered bag that our microphones came in a year and a half ago. Ideal. <laughs> and they went into my July suitcase along with one change of clothes because, yeah, I had to jet up to Sydney last minute for a story that I'm working on. Can't say, we'll be able to say more in like a month or so. Um, but, yeah, I was lying down on the table getting my Botox last night and, um checking in for a flight boarding this morning (laughs) wow well you're looking fresh you're looking fresh thanks I don't feel I'm dead behind the eyes but thank you (laughs) the connection's a little grainy I think you're looking chic recording remotely being a glamorous you know journo yeah I had I had to find a spot for a quick um Joan Didion on the road, packing her typewriter in the suitcase, kind of lunch between meetings today. And um, I went to, can you tell me, is the Strand in Willamaloo fine or bad? The Strand. Is that just, is that a pub, like a renovated pub? Yes, yes. it's a renovated pub. I think it has accommodation upstairs. Oh, yeah. Um, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I got two very delicious oysters mm. and I got some chippies and some broccolini. And then when I went in to pay, the two different waiters were like, what a funny little order. That's, and I was like, huh? That, that to me is a classic order. <laughs> a classic order at like a Frenchy bistro. It's like I'm not going to get a steak or like a whole fish in like a butter sauce or something doll or a cheeseburger. <laughs> Um, mm. I just wanted like a little a little treaty and some greens. Mm, I get that. I um, used to spend a lot of time in Woolloomooloo. I lived very close by in Potts Point and would walk through Woolloomooloo either to go to Art Space or go to the Art Gallery of New South Wales or go have a little swim at the boy Charlton. Oh, my God, memory lane. And um, I always loved the Bells, which is like an Irish pub that most people never want to go to. Um, but it is. Except Audrey Gelman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She wants six of them. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't recommend that that's where you go for your next like chic little mm. situation. It's very much mm. like a beer and crisps place mm-hmm. with a bit of okay. fiddle on a Sunday afternoon. Wow. 
I wasn't looking for a bit of fiddle today, but <laughs> don't know where to find it if I am. You never know. You never know. <laughs> um, I've got a correction from last week's episode. Oh my god, go! It's just small, but it. I feel like it matters. It's from one of my also also's, which was the suit from Alpha Sixty. Yeah. The correction is: I said it was linen, but it is in fact hemp. Huh. Does that make a difference to anyone? I don't know, but... doesn't make a difference to me. I've seen you wear that suit and it looks great. Not that hemp wouldn't look great. I don't know. I have an association with hemp that's very like Ballina in the 90s visiting my grandparents. A bit Feral Cheryl. A bit Feral Cheryl, a bit Tea Tree Creek. <laughs> or a bit like your Monday markets. That's my association to hemp clothing. Well, I was going through... Um, the shared credit card I have uh, with my girlfriend and doing some tax recently and saw a very suspicious purchase from a Nimbin store that was called Hempen Around. No. (laughs) (laughs) A very different kind of uh, purchase to your very chic black linen looking suit. Yeah, so she was buying something at Hempen Around last year, I guess. And um, anyway. You never know with you two. With you two, you never friggin' know. uh, Anyway, the alpha suit is uh, black hemp and it is gorge. So just, you know, an update for the linen hemp girlies, I guess. For all those fact checkers. Did wait, did someone call you out on it? The or New Yorker. Just... The New Yorker called me. <laughs> Remember when I um told a story early on in the podcast that I had done a no, it was the first episode of the podcast, maybe, when I talked about Pammy and Tommy, and I kept calling him Tommy Lee Jones. <laughs> <laughs> had to be told that they were two different people. I just merged them both in my head. You'd never know. You'd never know. He needs three names. (laughs) Um, What else have you been up to pre-Sydney, Beale? I've been doing a lot of very fun viewing, not for work or pod, but here we are talking about it. Um, In a post and just like that uh, week, I've been watching Sex and the City again. Oh, fun. From the start. It's been many years since my last rewatch. Miranda Hobbs, corporate lawyer. She's so fucking cool. Like I just, I'm. it's hooked up to the TV in my hotel room above me. I'm sitting on the floor and I like, I got in from the airport. I put it on. I was like getting ready this morning. I put on an episode. I'm going to watch it all night until I fall asleep. It's just, the, it makes and just like that, so much more painful to be reminded of what a good show Sex and the City was. And what, especially Miranda before her brain transplant, she was so great. I'm at the point where she's just softening and she's just letting Steve in. And um, she, just the idea that like she has gone from a person who had to be told like, you can open up to me. You can trust me. It's not just you in the world. Like I'm here for you. Like did Steve soften her so much that she became the person who was like, but Che, when you go to work, what am I going to do? I don't know. But Moanda, <laughs> I don't know. Moanda. <laughs> and his voice has been like it's gone on another level since the show. Mm, yeah. I I really enjoy watching old episodes. It's like the kind of thing I put on just every so often in the background. Mm. I feel like it's like Gilmore Girls for me where wherever I start, I need to just then continue watching it until the series ends. So I'm in like, like Carrie and Aiden have just started dating. So I'm in season three, big is with Natasha, your girl is lovely Hubble, etc. Mm. It's a you know, yeah. it's a good zone, bar the It's a great era. Yeah. Good looks every episode. I mean Samantha, it, it's it's it makes me so happy, so sad at the same time, like Casey Musgrave said. <laughs> um, it's a Casey Musgrave song. What have you been up to, Jinxie? I have been also doing some non work watching. I mean it's all it's all work, really, right? Uh, we're always on the clock. Um, I have been enjoying watching Only Murders in the Building, which is back, and also Minx, which is back, and I'm also enjoying that they are not bingeable, that it is a week, like an episode per week. 
I'm really mm. loving that. It it's such a good format for a show like Only Murders because, you know, it's like waiting a week for a podcast episode to drop. Mm. Um shout out to our listeners. <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> but um yeah, me I'm forgetting I'm forgetting to check in on Minx. But I'm loving this new season. Oh, my God, the episode where it was like they've got they're just doing such fun, like not cameos, but like, you know, figures from the 70s history. Like when Joan Didion appears at their screening of Deep Throat. And I didn't love girl, it. I didn't love it. Um, see, I don't I don't need to love it. I just love that show. And I'm like, whatever you guys, you gals are doing, I'm on board. Sure. Like I loved, I think you're about to say the Judy Sill. I loved the Judy yes. Sill thing. But the Joan Didion, I'm kind of sick of these shows that are set in the past that are recontextualizing famous figures. I felt like the Joan Didion thing was fine, but it had shades of Lenny Bruce in Mrs. Maisel, which mm. I famously detested. I kind of felt like it gave a little air to me of like the writer's room when we can't have Gloria Steinem, like everyone's done that already. So who else could a like feminist female writer in the 70s be? And they were like, Joan Didion is enough of a household name. Yeah, and they're not touching Jermaine Greer. They freaking sure aren't. No one should. No one touch her. No one touch her. No one. Oh, God. Woof, 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 woof. But, yeah, look, woof. I'm enjoying both of those series very much and excited that mm-hmm. um, our girls from Rahosilka are coming back. Oh, jinxie. Rahosilka? <laughs> no. Does not roll off I don't know. the tongue. <laughs> well, it sure doesn't. Um, but you know what does? Mary Cosby telling Heather Gay she looks inbred in the trailer for the new season of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I cannot fucking wait. Yeah, it looks really good. Um, I uh, was talking about uh, this particular franchise with a friend and colleague who lives partly in Salt Lake and was giving me some of the goss. Uh, shout out Saoirse. And she was saying that, like, when you leave the airport, like one of the first massive billboards you see is Life is Short by the Lips. Whoa. <laughs> I knew it was going to be Heather's, what's it called? Needles and Medspa? Foot Spa or Medspa? something. Med Spa. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be by the Lips. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not going to be a Wild Rose billboard, is it? Wild Rose, <laughs> I'm on my healing journey, my bi- my billboard. <laughs> Three billboards outside Salt Lake City Airport. <laughs> Sorry, I have not heard you do a Whitney Rose impersonation before. And- I didn't know I had. I don't know that I've ever done one. I didn't know I had one in in it. If I try to do it again right now, I'll fly. Oh, well, look, I look forward to recapping that season with you. <laughs> Billboard. <laughs> the thing is, for anyone who hasn't watched Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, I sound exactly like her. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Uh, all right. All right. I got too. Co- See, I got too confident. Um, I finished watching Never Have I Ever. Mindy Kaling's like teen, uh, kind of like sex comedy on Netflix, which I really enjoy. Okay. Um, and it was like my post Myth weekend of just like I realized there were four seasons and I'd only started season three. So I just rolled on through like a season and a half in like, I don't know, three or four days, which felt really good. And then, look, I'm not the biggest fan of a Netflix original production. Are you getting a lot of backstory all the time? A lot of backstory in the first three minutes of every piece of content. But I am going to say that the new – Adam Sandler Nepo Baby Project, you are so not invited to my bar mitzvah, but mitzvah is so good. Is that out? Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's it's out and it's great. Great. Okay, good. That is something I'll get behind. I I feel like I'm too late for this Mindy Kaling joint. Oh, yeah. I don't think you'll enjoy it, but I think that an hour and a half teen film is – is it with Adam Sandler playing a supporting role to his daughters? I love this. I love it. And and his wife is played by the wickedly talented Adele Dazim. 
And so I like that it's kind of this weird alternate universe prequel to Uncut Gems before their lives got really bad. Ah! And he started fucking Julia Fox. Oh, yes. Okay, this is up my alley, BL. Yeah, you're going to love it also because not to give too much away, but his daughter in it who is like, you know, getting her period, having her bat mitzvah, becoming a woman, etc. It's following her with like friendship troubles, boy troubles, family troubles, uh, Jewish school troubles with Pastor Rebecca, I think her name is, played by Sarah Sherman. Um, and the boy that she has a crush on wears exclusively online ceramics with his little <laughs> Star of David necklace. <laughs> of course he does. I think in one shot he's wearing a brain dead like collab, but oh. otherwise it is all online ceramics. And I was like, God, imagine having a crush. Like, I'm a- I was, I was going to say, imagine having a crush on a teen boy now. It's not May, December. Imagine oh. being a teen girl now at school with teen boys and the cool ones wear online ceramics instead of like bad boy or like billabong. Oh yeah, they would. Right. They would. Yeah. 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 And like every day, not just on Mufti days. Not just on Mufti days, a term we did not have in Queensland, but did you I not? really like. Uh uh-uh. uh. What did you call them? Like no. civvies day or something? No, free dress day. Free dress day. Okay. Yeah, very literal. Right, yeah, I, I don't have much. Yeah, yeah I don't know. <laughs> I love Mufti day. It's such a funny, like, I've never. When do you? It means nothing. When do you yeah. ever use that word for anything else? It is. I know. For anyone listening outside of Australia, outside New South Wales, when schools that have a uniform, which is pretty much every single school in Australia, you get like a couple of days every year, like one a term or something, where you can choose what you wear. And in New South Wales, you call it a mufty day, but it's not even like that's not a like slang term. It's like you get a slip in the mail saying it's mufty day like friday the 7th of september (laughs) do parents now have apps that say like don't forget it's mufty day like wash your kids online ceramics yeah i think so because i like i know that my sister gets alerts if like her kid is like uh like her is late to class too many times or things like that oh oh my god that would be a fun house party theme mufty day (laughs) That is a great idea, actually. Oh, God, I saw myself in a photo yesterday um, that a friend had posted from a party at FBI Radio 13 years ago because uh, it's FBI Radio in Sydney's 20th anniversary. And I, neither of us could remember why we were dressed that way. We decided it was probably a costume party but have no idea what the theme was like no idea whatsoever it's like I'm at that age I guess where I'm like I just don't know I've got no recollection I don't remember oh, wait, being what are you there. wearing I'm what are you wearing in the picture I'm kind of dressed like a page boy oh I feel like you went through a phase where that was just I did, your I, did. Mu- I certainly your daily mufti I certainly did not no no this is like <laughs> something else anyway anyway Are we going to talk about or are we choosing not to talk about that hideous article about the live worm? Do you know about this? I I didn't click one single post or link about the the worm, Kate, <laughs> but that didn't stop every single person I follow on all social media platforms from posting about the worm. Can you give me a debrief because I truly didn't I didn't engage. Okay, so a woman had been having, like, some issues with uh, her brain for the last year and a half. She'd been trying to find out what was going wrong. Uh, All the doctors just kept turning her away. And her symptoms, her symptoms were... Uh, close to two different kinds of things, uh, like neurological things, and one was like a parasitic illness. Anyway... She finally had an MRI done and there was an odd um, mass on her brain. Um, So she had brain surgery. The doctors thought it was probably a tumour. And then when they opened her up, the doctor noticed, like the surgeon, neurosurgeon, Mm -mm. noticed that Mm -mm. there was something in there and thought it was a bit of uh, steel or string and then it moved. Was it moving? And then it moved. 
And no. they pulled out an eight centimeter live roundworm from her brain. The woman is alive. Moving. Yes, moving. Moving in her brain. Yeah, and the neurosurgeon said she had a wave of nausea come over her and was like, get it out of my hands. <laughs> and then, uh, so they quickly sent it away to be like, to find out. Oh, the surgeon had a wave of nausea. Yeah, the surgeon had a wave of nausea. And, um, I think you meant like the worm came out in the woman's body, like oh. missed it or something. <laughs> like it had got, grown used to it being there, like the movie Malignant. I was thinking it's like the faculty or something. Um, <laughs> but then, the, okay, but the reason why she had, like that is the foul part, but I am more concerned about the reason why the roundworm was in her brain. A year mm-hmm. and a half ago, she just picked some, like she foraged some Warrigal greens from like near oh. where she lives in New South Wales <gasps> and a python had moved <gasps> over it and so she picked them not knowing that a python had like done its biz on this like beautiful, beautiful uh, native succulent and uh, I guess didn't wash it enough and <gasps> that's and there were eggs in it and that's what it was. Top Chef is so distressed at this story and so am I. My distress is silent and his is very vocal. (laughs) Worms in the brain. Imagine what that felt like moving up there. Ah, Isn't that foul? Between mushroom murder and worm, mushroom alleged murder and worms for brains. Because like people on the internet having brain worms is such a common turn of phrase at this point this woman literally had brain worms but not in the way of being like i stand a a problematic person kind of brain worms no oh anyway good luck to that lady truly good luck girl we we ride for you come to our live show if you want you you can get a she get jinxie we haven't discussed this but she gets a free ticket to the live show yeah she does and uh i guess if you're foraging make sure you wash everything very carefully it's really the thing that unites these two stories is like fear of foraging fear of forage i love to forage i know it's very on brand for me it is it's very weird walk of you <laughs> It is. Mm. The Weird Walk Instagram account the other day posted like a gallery of images and one of them was a woman standing in like the doorway of a little house carved in the side of a mountain with a huge rock out the front and I was like, Kate Jinx. (laughs) I was about to say, did they post a photo of me? That sounds like me. That does sound like me. It's it's your dream life. I'm um, going away uh, in in a couple of days and Mm -hmm. I actually was looking up today well something loaded that i needed to watch how far closest uh standing stones from london (laughs) what'd you find well you actually have to go quite far um i mean i've been to stonehenge i've been to many of them but i was like maybe i could do a little a little trip not this time you've been to the greatest hits i've been to the greatest hits what is on your itinerary besides tracking down stones Well, that's it, actually. Um, I am going to uh, London and then Venice and then London and then New York. Um, going to Venice for the film festival, which I am quite thrilled by because I've never been to Venice before. I've never been to Italy. Mm. So I'm only there for a couple of nights, but um, I'm particularly excited about seeing Goran Stilevsky's new film, uh, which is called Housekeeping for Beginners. It is premiering there. Of course, he made You Won't Be Alone and Of An Age, which we both loved and have talked about ad nauseum on this pod. Um, so, yeah, I am excited about seeing that. I'm very bummed that I'm going to miss Priscilla. I arrived too late for uh, that. Oh, well, bum. And I won't get to see the new Harmony Korean, which sounds bonkers. It's all. What is the new Harmony Korean about? It's. I. I Look, I've read the synopsis about five times and I don't think it is about anything. However, it is all filmed using infrared cameras. Oh, look, my gut reaction is, oh, but Beach Bum was one of the funnest cinema experiences I've had in a recent memory. Beach Bum is a classic. Beach Bum is a modern classic. But I have been getting an early with a bit of uh, visual research before my trip. Um, I rewatched uh, the first, though the second episode of Brideshead Revisited from 1981. Um, they go to Venice in that. 
And then, okay. And wow, their linen suits are just sublime. The linen suits, I just want to be like Sebastian carrying a little teddy bear and wearing a beautiful linen suit in Venice. That is my dream. And uh, Don't Look Now, uh, the excellent Nick Rogue film, is streaming on SBS On Demand in Australia, which is very exciting. I always confuse Don't Look Now and Don't Look Back. That's the Bob Dylan documentary. And then there's a Don't Look Something Else. Darling? Oh, that's Don't Worry, Darling. (laughs) Don't Look, Darling. I wish I hadn't looked. No, same. I wish I hadn't looked for about two hours. Um, and then you're going to New York? I sure am, which um, I haven't been there for many years. So I'm quite thrilled about that little trip, I must say. Do you know where you should go? Oh, yeah, where? Magnolia Bakery. I heard about it on the show that I'm watching. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. I'll write it down. Tell me about it. Yeah, get the pudding, I've heard. Um, I really was hoping that I would get a little America trip in at the end of this year when I realised that BravoCon runs over the first weekend of Kylie Minogue's Vegas residency. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I can go into a little CCD, credit card debt, for this. Um, <laughs> CCD, and- I haven't heard that before. My friend Sinead said it on Saturday night and I just really love it. It it makes debt fun (laughs) (laughs) and like something I want, aspirational. Um, It's so catchy. And I was like, it's so catchy. It's so cute. Um, And so I was like, oh, look, okay, Kylie has like packages where you get a table for her show and you get accommodation, which is the thing that is hard to get in Vegas on or like wherever BravoCon is. All the hotels are booked up by like desperate white ladies, aka me. wanting to go and see women scream at each other um and men band and pump rules um but bravo con tickets even the vip ones sold out like and everything's obviously on an american uh time uh zone mm. so it was all sold out in the middle of the night while i was sleeping um and then kylie did too and i was like okay well maybe the universe is keeping me from ccd but i really would love to go to both well i'll try to pick you up a red velvet cupcake <laughs> while i'm there <laughs> smuggle it back through customs tiktok has just learned that red velvet's chocolate ps do you think anybody wants to go to the apartment anymore now that lizette lives there <laughs> do people do people do people find was that aspirational? I wonder. I don't think they can. I think she's got a weird vibe. You do think she has a weird vibe? Mm. I thought she was gonna finger Che with that butterfly ring on her finger. <laughs> I was shocked. I was shocked when Che Diaz was revealed to be going to bed with Toby, mm. um, and not Lizette because their vibe was. I mean, everything's heinous when it comes to Shay. Was the only time Shay had chemistry with anyone or anything? Yeah, with Lizette's like index finger ring. Yeah. I'm hella literal. <laughs> <laughs> In Daddy Diaries, Andy Cohen's book that I listened to on audiobook, I forget if I mentioned when I talked about it on the pod, but he's always going to dinner with SJ in the West Village. And so, like, any time that either of them posts about a place on their Instagram stories, it's like, if you go there, you'll see them going to dinner. And he was walking her home one night past Carrie's stoop where tourists were lined up taking photos and they were so busy looking at their phones and taking photos, they did not notice Sarah Jessica Parker walking past the stoop. Fools. Fools, BL. Yeah. If that's not a sign to get off get off your phones and look up every now and then. That's a real can't see the forest for the trees situation. Truly. Truly. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Speaking of chicks in the big city, um, Jinxie, we sorry for that segue, but we need to talk about the Real Housewives of New York, aka the Rohoni Roni Girlinas. <laughs> sorry, speaking of chicks, in chicks the in the city. city. I love it. Uh, I hashtag vag vag in the city. What was it? Promo code chicks in the city. Yeah, look, I'm really enjoying this reboot I was skeptical at first about like because you know we've gone on such a journey with those ladies but I don't know it's doing it for me I kind of feel like they should reboot at least Beverly Hills as well yeah and I think Roni learned a big lesson early on I think like season four or five when they got rid of Jill Bethany they demoted Luann to friend of they kept Sonia and Ramona, but that was when they brought in like Aviva, Carol, Heather, Holomama, Jules. No, Jules came later. But, you know, like Cindy Barsh, like all these mm. new faces. And it wasn't like um, the heinous most recent season of Classic Rooney where it was all the old cast and then one new person mm. because like Ramona is never going to welcome someone new with open arms you know and so they were smart enough to just start from scratch and but at the same time I'm kind of dying to see Bryn and Sonia on a trip together <laughs> I know you are you need them on an ultimate girls trip because that actually would be the ultimate girls trip and maybe I would watch that series if they did it's interesting to see with uh, this new Rahoni because it's like the game has completely changed. Like all of the women sort of know their worth. They all are basically on the show to further their like social media platforms or their businesses. Mm. And they are more than any other series I've seen or franchise I've seen, even like Salt Lake City, they are really pushing their own products very heavily. Like it is an extremely, like every episode feels very sponsored. Jenna Lyons Christmas gifts for everyone that were just all Jenna Lyons collab products. And at the end of the episode, you're right, Bryn was like, I think Jenna is expecting social posts from all of us. And I was like, but isn't Erin like, a real estate agent and aren't you like a marketing girly like they're kind of breaking the fourth wall a little bit yeah and Sai is literally an influencer that's what she does and she tells us how much of a massive sorry she's a content creator content creator I went and looked at Sai's blog which has not been updated since like I'm gonna say like September October 2022 so when the show I assume stopped filming although we just had Christmas so maybe it went into early 2023 but the outfits she's wearing are like nothing to write home about and it's not like she's like writing a blog her her like words are very um again nothing to write home about um but yeah I guess like the idea of like a blogger influencer content creator now just means someone who has enough followers to be sent free stuff and then we'll post about them. But she's like, I have, she's got a full payroll, you know, Mm. she's got like accountants and lawyers and copy editors or whatever. I doubt she has copy editors. They would have picked up the weird commas in her about page. But she said it like she's got an accountant, she's got a lawyer. Everyone has an accountant and like if you have, (laughs) I don't know. If you're making any money. And I guess it's not like she's, got a lawyer working for her full time. Like she's getting someone Mm. to look at a contract every so often, you know, like. Mm. We don't get very much about Sai's personal life. So between her kind of annoying job and lack of personal life stuff, she's not giving a whole lot, but I will say her leaving Erin's fucking boring 
like vow renewal to go to dinner at Nobu is kind of great and then refusing to like accept that was a shitty thing to do and like I wrote in my notes she's unapologetic brackets derogatory (laughs) yeah she is not giving much she's giving good husband is the only thing she's giving her husband is seems to be nice and of good talent on the show but that Mm. you know that has a time limit on it for sure uh Aaron's oh my god let's talk Aaron I enjoyed her very much at the beginning she felt like oh here's this real person who she's calling it like it is she's calling out the bullshit yeah she's like doing an okay job with that kitchen renovation like whatever she's holding a conversation with Jenna um which is the only thing that anyone should be aspiring to do on this entire show but the last couple of episodes, she has completely and utterly lost me. She has no sense of humour, very obviously. And her party, as you say, foul. Like it was, I think it's extremely gauche to do a vow renewal, can I just say? I, I like, why are you doing that? Unless you eloped and then you actually decided that you want people to be around or you had to get married in another country or whatever. Like there are exceptions, obviously, don't at me. But Mm. And to have a sponsored vow renewal ceremony, disgusting. And she went on and on about like the building, where is it, Cipriani or what's the name of it? I've been there. Oh, was it at Cipriani? I wouldn't be surprised. It looked like it because it looked like a fucking old bank. It was like echoey as shit. Didn't Ramona have a party? There? Anyway, there, there's always a party there. It's like where they where they hosted the early New York Housewives reunions. Oh, yeah. Anyway, just like the whole thing just seemed, I don't know, just so dull, absolutely dull. And to accuse Bryn of flirting with her husband, it's like out, it's so crazy. It's like she, of course, yes, of course she was, but in like a funny way. Yeah. Erin is so like as a mother and as a wife, Mm. that is so offensive to me Mm. that you would say, oh, you didn't do your vows? Looks like you're not married and you're on the market. Ha, ha, ha. Like, what would Erin say in Bryn's shoes? She'd be like, what, you didn't renew your vows? That's so offensive. That's, like, so disrespectful. But, like, Bryn's, like, tagline on the entire show is, (laughs) I love to laugh, but make me mad and I'll date your dad, which is ridiculous. Like, it's... it's So good. It's up there with Sonia's, like, Grey Gardens tagline, you know? Like... (laughs) I loved that one. That was my favourite. But uh, it's just, I don't know, the whole thing. Although Bryn wearing sunglasses inside of that party was kind of funny because she was hungover, like, as if everybody at that vow renewal party at Cipriani didn't have, like, pinhole irises. Come on. Truly. I know, like, the housewives were getting in trouble for talking as if everyone in that party wasn't, like, talking your ear off the most inane like coke conversations Mm. you've ever heard echoing off those like marble tiled floors Mm -mm. erin is so humorless like also her speech was so like what more did we expect from such a boring unfunny woman but to stand there and be like she's like jason when we first met and you put coffee on my nightstand every morning I knew it was love. And then she like looks out and she's like, wow, a lot of people talking. I was like, you don't say that. You just fucking roll with it. It's so, it's just so dull. Like how? Yeah, just boring, boring, boring. I would not want to be at that party. Oh, and then the husband, whatever his name is, was it, I can't remember if he was calling Bryn or Cy. He called her a bitch on like on that phone call when she stormed out of the wreath making. Oh, I didn't even know that that was her husband. She was oh, on the phone to. I was like, I could be wrong. Which of your like mean gays have you called to yell? But it was probably her husband. I don't think she has very many friends. Okay, maybe I stand corrected on that. No, you're right. Like calling her a bitch is much more heinous than like talking during boring speeches. Yeah, and I know a lot about heinous. I watch a lot of SVU. Uh, <laughs> Jessel. Wait, we need to talk about Aaron's Trump stuff. Oh yeah, we do. So Aaron was found to have donated to Donald Trump's kind of like, I don't know, fundraising efforts and people called her out for it. And she was like, 
I did this when he first announced he was running for president because I believed him when he said he was going to be good for Israel. And it's like, okay, maybe the Kushner got to you or something. Like that's believable. I'm sure her husband probably fucking admires Jared Kushner. Mm. Gross. Um, And did you see Carly Kloss might be buying ID Magazine, P.S.? No, I did not. Using all that Kushner money to buy ID Magazine? Can you believe? I don't support it. I don't either, but the shoots will be well funded. Anyway, um, the what was I saying? Oh, yeah, so her husband would have loved that. But then people were like, we can see the dates on your donations, Erin, and they're like in 2020. And so she then had to make another statement, I think, that was like, I don't believe stop the steal. <laughs> so she's like having really bizarre, like, uh, like whoever's doing her crisis PR is on holiday. She described it as vicious rumors. <laughs> the the publicly available records of her political donations. Okay, Jessel. Jessel. What is there to say? I mean, she's she's <laughs> just, just dreadful, isn't she? <laughs> uh, she's in a no- living in another dimension, but I fear that that might make her an iconic housewife historically. Ooh, okay, that's big. I feel like she's just Alex McCord with more money and a classier upbringing, but that too. But Alex, I would I would go out on a limb and say Alex is an iconic housewife. She is. She's com- she is. completely detached from reality. She's living in another dimension. Like in in the same way that Aaron is like um, this generation's Aviva Drescher, like completely humorless, takes herself and her like situation, her relationship, like so seriously and expects every single other person to as well. Like Jessel is kind of unbearable, but I think the show would be without her. Maybe. Maybe she is. Did you hear about how she isn't from New? Like she only just moved to New York for the show. That's why she thinks Tribeca's a new upcoming neighborhood because she's from Dallas. She and her husband live in Dallas. I did not know that. Okay, that makes some sense. Yeah, it came out this week. She's treating that like it's a vicious rumor. Jessel truly lost. I mean, she'd lost me, but she lost me again when because you know I can always come back for one. Like I'm always like yeah. on the fence, no matter how bad they are. Except for Erin, I feel. Um, but with Jessel, that whole Montessori discussion was just foul. Like describing, like working out on camera where they want their kids to go purely because of like Tom Cruise's kids might be. And not in like a funny like, oh, we might bump into Michelle Williams at the preschool or something. Like... Mm. I said that like I had had that discussion with somebody and I probably have anyway. <laughs> that's a pro. That's a pro. Coming into Michelle and, and Matilda. But uh, I, ju- I just found that I was like, well, that that's what that's what I thought. Oh, this is like Alex McCord trying desperately to get into the style pages. Mm, but I think I think that's an accurate comparison because Alex McCord is not from New York. She's like trying so desperately to be seen as relevant there in the same way that Jessel, who is from Dallas, would be agog and weird around celebrities. Like it kind of makes that fashion party at her apartment where she had like Mickey Boardman, the editor Mm. of Paper Magazine, and like Lynn Yeager walks in the door. And I loved Bryn being like, oh, my God, that's, that's, and she didn't know Lynn Yeager's name clearly, but she was like, she's so major. She's like really important and so major. And she's here. Like all these people who are at Jessel's fashion party gave her cred but she doesn't seem to have any cred on her own I'm not sure no she's got none she's got absolutely none she's got absolutely none but she seems to know enough about like who who's who you know Mm. and she knows enough to kind of I mean she's not trying to stay on Jenna's good side because she's so fucking rude but she knows that she needs Jenna lines in her corner she does especially when she was saying that she felt like a Christmas tree in that lingerie and it's like you fucking wish. Jenna Lyons loves Christmas trees. 
<laughs> you want to be trimmed by Jenna and BLM? Yeah, you are missing some baubles, babe. <laughs> uh, she's a bauble short of a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> That's so Jessel. <laughs> okay, Uber, I mean, she's never there. She just doesn't. Who? She doesn't do that. She's busy making a hot sauce, I guess, and... I don't know. There's so much food talk on this season. Yeah. Like, this isn't like, what was that season where I can't remember her name, who clearly had some disordered eating going on and like, Jules. Yeah, and baked the fork into the calzone or whatever. This isn't like yeah. at that level, but it's like Sai constantly talking about being hungry and then Uber just being like, I'm so tall, I need to be fed all the time. It's kind yeah. of, it's a bit odd, right? She's kind of like a pack animal where it's like you need to keep her sustenance up or she won't make it over the mountain. <laughs> yeah, I like Uber. Like she's been kind of funny when she's been on the show, which has just been not very much. No, I like her too. And Erin uh, didn't deserve those diamonds on loan, that is for sure. But, like, Christ. Uber, come back. Attend a party, please. Uh, we beg of you. Um, Bryn, have we – I, like, love Bryn. What is? What more is there to say? Love Bryn. When she's not in a scene, I miss her. Yeah. I don't want to ever watch anyone play chess on Housewives again, but if I have to watch anyone, I'm glad it's her. <laughs> I know, and she did so badly. But um, I support her. I, you know, she's been very uh, – like, I don't know, raw on the show very quickly in not in a, like, I haven't had sex for a year way, like Jessel. Um, I don't know. Bryn, obviously, we love her, like, let's move on, I guess. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's not much to say about an iconic housewife like Bryn, mm. except that every moment is great. Every Perfect. moment is great. Thank you for your story. Uh, so Jenna, I mean... Brings us back to Jenna Lyons, mm. JFL. JFL. I mean, I've seen a lot of people online accusing her of being kind of too boring or too knowing on this show, like not actually giving enough, but she's given me plenty. She's giving plenty. She gave Jen and genitalia this week. Mm -hmm. I don't need to watch her um, lash business empire don't care, don't need it. It's got a terrible name. Terrible name. Yeah, what's it called? Like Love Scene. That's a terrible name. I was going to say Flimsy Lash. <laughs> it sounds like a vibrator, right? Yeah, it does, and one that I don't want. No, no. Um, I can't believe there was a Shit's Creek crossover where the – gay question mark um actor who played stevie in schitt's creek is was like is jenna's like bestie who she's doing long distance virtual interior decorating for after they had a failed matchmaking attempt i couldn't believe it and i loved every second of it it was did you yeah i loved that i mean i knew her to be a queer woman I have met her before and she was very nice. Oh, I don't doubt it. She seemed nice. I was just like, Shit's Creek is just not a, it's not chic. It's not chic enough for you. For Jenna. Or for Jenna. For Jenna, yeah. But whereas Casper, I mean. Very chic. Very chic. We love. I needed, I needed Jenna Lyons to stop trimming the tree for five seconds and go and interact with Lynn Yeager. Like all the housewives would have been mad that Jenna was like relevant in that party whereas they were all just on the couch watching the relevant people I know and I loved it so much that she was actually just at home in like her boiler suit wearing matching bo family boiler suits with like her goddaughters and son trimming a tree while they or Jessel in particular were just so desperate to be like acknowledged by like the fashion glitterati of New York <laughs> Just not And being. Jenna was like, I'm a home. They know me. She's like, I don't they need know to where be. to find yeah, me. I don't need to be there. I also appreciated her getting kind of mad, but not showing it too much on camera about the kids uh, chucking baubles on the tree. I couldn't have handled that either. Yeah, no, you couldn't have. I also, I mentioned before in passing, but in case anyone thinks I'm being glib, Jenna Lyons' son's initials are BLM. And when she did a What's in My Bag, she had a BLM 
key ring. This is months ago. I talked about it on the pod and I was shocked. But just in case anyone thinks I'm being glib about Black Lives Matter, I thought Jenna Lyons had a Black Lives Matter key ring, but it's her son's initials, BLM. <laughs> Still makes me laugh. Brooks Marks something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I hope Brooks Marks isn't going to be. Oh, God. Is he going to be like a featured cast member or something this season? Oh, Christ. Well, Meredith's back. She Meredith Marks needs to fucking do something on season three of three, two of Real Housewives of Salt Lake City because I'm not going to watch that bitch in a bath again. No. I mean, I will, but she needs to do something um, and not just like put a toe in her husband's taint. Oh, God. Um, I forgot about that. Although, as I'm saying it, that was good TV. Brooks Marks posted a TikTok the other day where like he said that someone was, uh, he was on a date with someone who was ranting about how reality TV is like, poison for the brain and like dumb people watch it and he was like mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> which i like yeah i like that too do you know that jenna is the only housewife of all and i as you know bl i watch quite a lot of it she's the only housewife i follow on instagram i don't follow a single other one. Oh wow yeah i and i don't think i ever would not even dorit I follow a lot of them, but that's a that's a big compliment. Jenna is giving a lot for Jenna Lyons and it's a little restrained in terms of like housewives giving a lot, but I mean, I appreciate every moment that she decides to share with the camera and I know that it takes a lot for her to do it. Yes, and I, I'm grateful for every kernel. She's the chicest and coolest real housewife of New York to ever exist. I think she's the I think she's the best dressed housewife in all of the franchise history. Oh, absolutely. Mm. Um having said that, I I don't watch a whole lot of like I I ha- I'm not up to date on Atlanta. I don't think she's got any competition for best dressed in Orange County, but if she does, I stand corrected. <laughs> I do. It, there is a fucked up part of me that is like, oh, I kind of want all my housewives to be drunk, even though I have watched a lot of really awful drinking problems kind of manifest on these shows, mm-hmm. New York especially. Mm-hmm. But the new New York girls, the Degrassi, the next generation of Roni, they're a pretty sober bunch. They really are, which is also not my favourite. Is That is so terrible to say or to admit, but, I mean, it just, I it's, it's bad. Like, I'm glad that they are looking after their health. There you go, full end of. Totally. End of. They are very modern housewives after all. I did, this is kind of off on a far tangent. I'm not going to talk about Crappy Lake because it's over. Sonia and Luann did their follies. But Bethany... Nee Roni Frankel had Raquel from Vanderpump Rules on her podcast, one of many podcasts, and it was absolutely heinous and terrible and poorly researched, poorly hosted, really bad all around. Ironically, kind of taking advantage of Raquel in an episode talking about how reality TV takes advantage of people and doesn't compensate them for it and put like 17 ads in a 12-minute episode. Anyway, um, it just made me think like imagine Bethany Frankel interacting with Jenna Lyons. Like imagine if the New York world crossed over and Bethany Frankel came into contact with like someone who has actual social capital, actual relevance, actual fans, she would combust. I think she would combust. Yeah. I don't think there'd be anything left. I want to see that. I do want to see it. It's time for also also's. Jinxie, what's your first recommendation this week? Okay, my first one is a read also, and this is a funny way slash weird way to kick off also also's, which is generally us recommending things that are often available for purchase. However, uh, I had decided that my new reading, my plain reading, is going to be the new Anne Patchett book called Tom Lake. Loved the Dutch house. And I was looking up to find if there was any kind of recent interviews with her about this book before I read it. And I actually found a piece she wrote in 2021 for British Vogue that is called What I Learned from Giving Up Shopping for a Year. Ooh. And uh, it made me feel like the little grimace emoji the entire time I read it, you know, thinking about my own spending habits. Um, 
Because that is something I have thought about many a time and genuinely have cut back over many years. She said that she wanted a plan that was serious but not so draconian that she'd bail out in February. So she gave herself some rules for it in that she could buy anything in the grocery store, including flowers. She could buy things like shampoo, printer cartridges, etc., but only after she'd run out of what she had. Uh, She could buy plane tickets, she could eat out in restaurants, and she could buy books because she says she writes books and co-owns a bookstore. So books are her business. So that is the one thing that she allowed herself, but no clothes or anything like that. Anyway, it's a really interesting piece. I friggin' love, I can't wait to read that. I love anything about like no buy year, like limiting rules but also you know kind of keeping it flexible enough to like live with and not be a punishment you gotta live you truly do my first one is a watch also it's the new documentary series telemarketers everyone's talking about it it's on binge the finale episode there's three episodes the final one aired this week and I was hooked every single second of it. I am really, I was really invested in the story that was being told. Um, it's a series made by Sam Lippenstern and his former co-worker and now co-documentary creator and friend, a guy called Patrick J. Pespis, who you will come away from this finale episode being like, what's the American equivalent of Australian of the year? Cause he needs to win it. Um, he's an absolute anti-hero. The basic top line premise of this series is that they were two friends who in like the year 2000 were working at a call center where just like anywhere else in the world, kind of people with records or with no work experience or like kind of fuck ups could work at this call center and make the money they needed to live. And Sam was like filming some of the hijinks they got up to in this like complete like uh, ragtag group of co-workers 20 something years ago. Um, and over time questions started coming up about the uh, kind of organizations they were raising money for as telemarketers. And so, you know, years down the line, he finds out that he has a cousin who's married to a filmmaker who picked up the project with him. So this is like in 2020, put him in touch with like David Gordon Green and Danny McBride, like those guys, but also the Safdie brothers. And so this series, this three-part series, Telemarketers kind of picks up um, at different points over the years, but it finishes in like the present day after starting in like the year 2000. How do I watch it? Oh, it's on Binge in Australia. Good, good, good. I think it was like an HBO series in the states i think but it's on binge my next one is a drink also in the uh it's like another non-alcoholic situation um you know i'm on trend right now with the housewives but uh it's the spritz veneziano by gruppetto uh it's a no alcohol no added sugar it's based on a venetian spritz which is essentially an aperol spritz before campari bought it and uh, it has, like, quite a bittersweet taste. And um, it's got a cute little can again. Oh, that's what you've been sipping from while we've been recording. All these cute little Wait, cans. Wait, what's it called? It's called the Spritz Veneziano Gru- by Gruppetto. Gruppetto. Yeah, they have, a, they have a range of drinks called La Aperitivo Sportivo. Where did you get it from in Melbourne? I also got this from Morning Market like last week's, but I'm sure you can get it in many a place. Wow. Who is the Morning Market drinks stockers? Because they need to talk to you. Well, no, they don't. You're just sampling all their wares everywhere. <laughs> I know. And do you know my other favourite thing to buy there is they do a bottled uh, Gimlet Martini. Ooh. Ooh. I can't go to Morning Market. I'll get into too much CCD. <laughs> My next one is a skin also. I've mentioned her before, I think, on the podcast, but this is an official recommendation for Felicity West Skin Aesthetics. She's a friend of mine. She's where I go for my laser, my peels, and, yes, my Botox. Uh, She works out of a salon in North Fitzroy. She's very 
great for first timers. If you have a lot of questions, if you just want to consult, if you want someone to send you away because you don't actually need anything done to your face, but you want an expert to tell you that, she'll do it. She does it to me. <laughs> You're not going to walk out of there like that episode of Sex in the City where it's like the <laughs> Send in the Clowns episode or something. What is it? Freak, yeah. it's freak the Freaks. The Freaks. And uh, Freak Show. And then and Samantha goes in and ends up looking like a clown because of all of the text marks all over her body. Felicity won't do it to you. Felicity won't do that. If anything, if you're like me, she will send you away because you don't have enough movement yet in your face to inject over so yeah you're not going to be um goldie horn at the start of first wives club either (laughs) i want more (laughs) honey she's a quilt my last one is a nail also this is not a new recommendation by any stretch it is just nail polishes by jay hannah um la based um jewelry maker and nail polish designer but I don't know. I've just noticed her nail polishes being stocked a lot more in Australia at the moment. I guess I'm in a bit of a more of a femme mood than normal or just hating my nails because I'm doing a lot of like keyboard situation at the moment. Um, I've been painting them a lot more regularly and I only do at home polish. And I have been digging out a few of her old shades recently and looking at you know, what else she's been doing. My favorites are Artichoke and Ghost Ranch, but she has a lot of great shades. They're kind of minimalist in nature, fairly neutral, but often quite surprising colors. And they're all um, toxin-free. They are seven-free nail polishes, whatever that means. Oh, yeah, the seven that you don't want. I don't know what they are, but you don't want them. My last one is another watch also, but it's a movie this time. And Jinxie, I just saw you post about it on your Instagram right before we started recording. Coincidentally, the movie Sick of Myself has just got like confirmed distribution in Australia via Static Vision. Uh, You told me to see it at Myth last year and I saw it and it was fucking wild. And I've thought about it a lot since then. They've been doing such good like, you know, social viral marketing for the film and I'm really excited to go in and see it again it's a real kooky kooky time and it's also like fucking gross in a way that I just love yeah me too it's really dark I really love it That's it for this week's episode. Don't forget if you are in Melbourne at the start of October to grab a ticket for our live show. It's our first ever live show. It's going to be at the Wheeler Center on the 10th of October, 7.30 p.m. And the discount code to get 15% off your ticket is all caps, one word, see also, and that's via the Wheeler Center's website. Yeah, we have it on good authority that those tickets are moving. So I would buy if you were intend to come along that night and I know you intend to oh my god I didn't tell you Jinxie I went to a house party on Saturday night and the second I stepped in the door someone was like oh my god I got a ticket to your show and I was like "Uh, uh, excuse me there was a fog machine the lights were red there was a DJ in the corner someone's coming to our show I love it I love it uh we are going to take a little break from our normal episodes over the next few weeks. We are we've got a very special VIP poodle coming up, BL. We're revealing it now. It's uh I had the pleasure of talking to best-selling author, bookshop owner Emma Straub about the time travel romance classic question mark the lake house and that poodle will be out in a week or two i think so we're doing a bunch of pre-recorded episodes because jinxie is going to be in venezia i'm so sorry and new york and yeah revisit the lake house or visit the lake house for the first time if you're taking a break from the bride's head revisit the lake house we're also going to be doing some q a episodes coming up finally getting to your questions we will a your cues as ever please head over to apple podcasts and leave a review um and a little five stars for us follow us at see also podcast on instagram thank you to samuel hodge for our artwork harvey sutherland for our theme music and you for listening and you jinxie thanks for talking to me thanks for talking to me bl and top chef (laughs) no thank you for you let's press stop recording so that top chef can bark his little heart out let him live
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.